Welcome to episode 25. The Mind Unset is officially six months old. Thanks for hanging out. As we come to the end of season two, which is just two weeks away, I'm going to ask for your help with season three. So stick around for the details at the end of this episode. Right now, let's dig in. Yes, I'm back in Philly and working in the library. The heat is not working. It's about 40 degrees. Now, if it seems like I've been on the road since season two began, it's because I have been. I'll explain briefly, if only for the sake of context. Back in November, I was in the area to celebrate my mom's 90th birthday. It was a fabulous event, but a couple of days after that celebration, she ended up in the emergency room. There was a lot of back and forth to the hospital, to cardiologists and other specialists, and I did an episode about creating in the midst of chaos. Episode 19, Brain Weeds and the Joy. The main takeaway was that nobody cares to hear your excuses about why something didn't get done. Just dispense with the whys and the what-fors and get the thing done. Something else I learned from that episode, you guys don't really like cryptic titles such as Brain Weeds and the Joy. Well, here we are two months down the line, more doctors, more chaos, and episodes looming. The plan to get ahead of the production schedule has completely evaporated. And this one, episode 25, almost didn't make it. I was seriously contemplating an apology episode because as I sat there typing away in coat and scarf, I was completely blank. The tanks were empty, and I couldn't see myself coming up with anything worthwhile in the 18 hours left before this episode is supposed to drop. I was preparing fully to eat my words about making excuses. Then I heard a guy, Reuben. He was the guy they sent to fix the heat. And Reuben was explaining to the administrator that the previous repairman made the system way more complicated than it needed to be and created a mother of a mess. A of a mess. Those were Reuben's words. Now I'm going down a road here that begins simple enough, but just as Reuben the repairman warned, I'm going to make a mess of things. But let's see if I can explain most of it with a simple analogy. Coffee. My entire universe can basically be explained through the brewing of coffee. To make a cup of coffee, you start with beans. The beans get roasted, ground, and infused with hot water to get the end result. Coffee. It's an easy process. Let the ground steep in hot water, separate the grounds from the resulting brew, and drink it. But can we leave simple well enough alone? No, we can't. In our quest for the perfect brew, we've complicated things so much so that brewing a simple cup of coffee damn near requires a PhD in engineering these days. What type of beans? How coarse the ground? What's the ratio coffee to water? What temperature? And for how long? If you don't drink coffee, just do a quick Google search for a Belgian siphon. I'm pretty sure just looking at that thing will confound you enough that you'll never be tempted to brew a single cup of coffee. Ever. We love to complicate things. And one could argue it's in our DNA. After all, we ourselves are complex systems made up from over 100 trillion cells. Maybe our complicated structure is a key factor when it comes to the struggle between complexity and simplicity. Personally, I've made simplicity my life's mission. And while I think I've done a pretty good job, I have my moments. And I am still prone to overthinking. And the more I learn about why people overthink, the more I arrive at the premise that maybe overthinking isn't always a bad thing. Here's my logic. In today's world, everything you do is an audition. Everything you write, 
everything you produce, everything you say, everything you paint, if you put something out there that doesn't represent the best version of you, you shouldn't be confused about why people don't react or that you're not reaching the people you hope to reach. I recently just watched an interview with Seth Godin. And if you don't know who Seth Godin is, you're really missing out. The man has written 20 New York Times bestsellers. And beyond that, he's an amazing human being. Seth said several different things that affected the way I view this show moving forward into season three. First, he said, if you don't know who you're serving, the work will suffer. This explains everything. It's why I struggle with these solo episodes. I want to help people. I feel like if I'm struggling with certain topics and I talk about them, maybe other people who are suffering as well will get something out of it. But I don't actually know who those people are. And that leaves me to question whether this show has any value whatsoever. Actually, that questioning makes me overthink every episode I write. Second, he said, your audience doesn't care that you're authentic and they don't care that you're having a bad day. They want their expectations met. They want the best version of you. This was pretty telling. And while I do believe it's mostly true, I think a certain amount of vulnerability creates trust. Now, Is there an overabundance of false vulnerability and emotional manipulation out there on social media? Absolutely. So if I can use another analogy, I'll go with sailing. When I hear someone as successful as Seth Godin dispense his wisdom, it's like experiencing a wind shift. I'm sailing along, trimmed for the course I'm on, and then the wind shifts. If I want to keep sailing, I have to adjust the sails. I can't ignore it, or I can't ignore it but at my own discomfort. Back in episode 19, Brainweeds and the Joy ended with the sentiment, nobody paid 15 bucks to hear your excuses. Seth Godin confirmed that. Your audience wants their expectations met. Now, I'm not sure this episode did that, but Seth said something else. Action moves the needle. Hey, thanks for listening. I need your help going into season three. If you've been listening to the show, I want to hear from you. Is there a specific topic you'd like me to talk about? You got any pressing questions? Any angles of conversation? The best way to reach out is through themindunset.com. That's also the place to go if you want to get on the email list or find out how you can support the show. It's all there. Okay, that's all I got, but I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, be nice, do good stuff.